And welcome back to the Film School for Marketers podcast, episode three. This is brought to you by Impact, this lovely podcast. I am one of your hosts, Zach Basner. I'm joined by my co-host, Mariah Anderson. Hello. How are you doing today, Mariah? I'm good. I'm excited. I'm jazzed up. We just got back from being in office in Connecticut, which yes. was fun. And I always feel a burst of energy and motivation when I get back from from being there. So super stoked for the week ahead. That's real. That's real. And we did something really exciting while we were up in Connecticut. We had our webinar with Whipster. And if you missed the webinar last week, we highly advise you to go check out the replay. There was a lot of really cool stuff that we talked about, about how to insource your video production. There was a lot of people from all over the world that tuned in. Our friends at Whipster over there in New Zealand. So we had a couple of different time zones going on. Definitely go check out the recording. We will drop a link in the show notes to check that out. There's some uh, breaking news, Mariah, that I wanted to discuss today that I, I noticed popped up in my feed last week. Oh, please tell. Something particularly interesting for those of you who might be doing live streaming on social media. LinkedIn is coming out with their very own live streaming platform, very similar to Facebook Live. Uh, it's kind of unclear the details about when it will be available for everybody to use. From what I understand, they're releasing it only in the US and it's going to be kind of an invite only type of thing. So probably some of these major corporations or brands uh, that are in line with Microsoft and therefore LinkedIn will have access to it first. But I think it's a really big opportunity for a lot of those who really have had a lot of success with LinkedIn video. That's awesome. What a really great tool that people will be able to use. I'm excited to, yeah. to use it ourselves. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it's totally cool. And they would really knock my socks off if they took it a step further. And where Facebook doesn't allow you to edit the live stream afterwards, mm -hmm. LinkedIn, we need you We need you to save us. Okay? <laughs> we need you to give us the capability to edit live streams after the fact. Unless Facebook has, has given that uh, functionality and I don't know about it. Because I did notice the other day that you can actually, while a live stream is still going, you can actually rewind it as the viewer, which I thought was pretty cool. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Pretty cool. But anyways, we will keep you updated on that LinkedIn live situation. You can rely on me because I'm a super nerd for these things. <laughs> uh, but today we're not talking about live. Today we are talking about um, how to be better on camera, how to be likable on camera, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Mariah, kick us off with some of the things because Mariah, you like, honestly, you're probably more of an expert than I am at this. See, my, my thing is like produced videos. Mm -hmm. So like big video production, your bias in this, which is one-to-one -one video and shooting so many videos every single day, like body language is a huge part of this, especially when you're prospecting. It is, but I'm sure that you have a lot to say in it too, as when you're training people on how to be on camera for like marketing videos, it's probably the same foundational pieces, especially when someone's not comfortable and they're usually not on video. So we can dive right in. And before I dive too into the details, just to kind of give everybody a rundown of the ways to be likable on camera and things that you should pay attention to. We're going to be talking about body language, matching your prospects energy, being aware of your surroundings and your appearance. Pretty foundational pieces, I would say, that will I set need you up. Appearance tips. <laughs> I don't I, know I about that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. So the first one that I want to dive into is 
body language. And I, I know this is something that you're super passionate about as well, Zach, is, is body language. Um, and it's really the foundational piece to any relationship. It's something that as a sales professional or as a professional in general, you know well about. And all of those things that you know about body language and in-person communication is identical to what needs to happen on video. So to say that you don't know typical body language is not truthful, right? You do know what you need to do to have good body language in any day-to-day conversation or interaction. It's just applying those to video. And where people get hung up is they, they get nervous on camera. And so those things that you know you need to do, you totally forget about. Uh, and those things are smiling. So not looking really angry on camera. You know, a lot of times when people are super nervous, they shut down and they don't smile. So making sure that, that you're using those pearly whites uh, that you have and, and having a huge smile. There you go, Zach. Um, and I think it's very similar to, you know, when I was in school and I took uh, public speaking, my teachers would say, speak super slow. And this, if, if you feel like you're speaking too slow, you're probably not speaking slow enough. And I think the same applies to smiling. Um, I, for the most part, I probably see people doing the opposite of it rather than doing it too much. So keeping that in mind. Um, the next one would be using your hands. So you might not be a person who uses their hands a ton in person, um, but it makes you feel more comfortable. It makes you feel more engaging on camera, especially since you have that lens in front of you in between your recipient uh, and yourself. And so using your hands, think of ways to use it to emphasize what you're saying or to keep the points going along. And that'll help, help you use your hands a little bit more in your video and get you to be a little bit more engaging than if you're just like a robot <laughs> and like no yeah. hand movement. You're sitting on your hands or something. <laughs> I have to, I, I literally can't not use my hands. Like even right now as we're recording this, many, many <laughs> listeners who don't even watch the YouTube version of this won't even see this, but it, like I have to communicate with my hands. I would feel, if I had to sit on my hands, it would feel so weird. I wouldn't be the same communicator. Yeah. And if you're watching video, look at that difference of you just like talking like this with no hands versus you using your hands. It's more warm. It's more engaging. Um, And with that, you know, computer in front of the, like with something in between you and the person that you're talking to, you have to use something like your hands to, to portray something more engaging. Yeah. Um, I actually have a really good tip for this too. Yeah. Uh, There's this incredible guy, his name's Mark Bowden and he, he's a body language expert and he uh, developed he kind of just named this thing that we probably all know, uh, but he calls it the truth plane. And the truth plane is using open body language. In other words, having open palms uh, facing out towards uh, your audience as if you are opening yourselves up to them. And the whole philosophy behind this is it's like a primal um, instinct for us to to hide our hands or or, uh, to have them behind us or something like that. But it actually from a psychological level, um, you know, we thousands and thousands of years ago is, is this his theory. It's not my theory, but thousands and thousands of years ago of us, like not trusting other humans and not knowing if they had weapons or not. Uh, whereas when you have open body language, you're showing, I have no weapons. Uh, and that is kind of the psychology behind why you should use that type of body language. This is something that I teach very often when I'm coaching people who are on camera, uh, because I've actually seen where the body language shows how much they don't want to open up Mm -hmm. and having them open their hands actually changes the way they communicate with the camera and therefore with the viewer. It's, it's really incredible. Wow. That's wild. I did not know that. 
Yeah. That's uh, there you go. Some science behind why you should be using your hands. <laughs> science. You heard it here first. There you go. So the next would be showing emotion. And I, like, like I talked about people clam up and they don't show much emo- emotion. You don't want to be monotone. Um, the, you know, using video is great. It's going to get you to stand out. But the moment somebody plays that video and you're just talking like this and you're showing no emotion, why would I be interested in talking to you? Show that emotion. Get on their level. Try to engage a little bit more with it. Um, whether that be excitement or passion, um, you probably do it in your day-to-day. Just portray that in video as well. And the last one for body language is pretty straightforward. Don't slouch. Uh, you know, and I'm talking about if you're leaning back in your chair, you have your arms crossed, you're slouching. It just, it looks like you're, you're not interested and you're turned off. And it may mean that you're just nervous, but to the person who's watching the video, it just shows that you're just having to record this video and send it to them. And you're really not interested in what you have to say or maybe what you're selling, which is a total turnoff. So instead, practice leaning forward um, into your camera. And that gives off the, the vibe that you're much more interested in the conversation and the person. Yeah, these are, these are really great tips for, um, for being likable on camera. And something you mentioned earlier, Mariah, I just want to come back to. Mm-hmm. This is really about developing muscle memory to do these things. Like when I go and look at some of my earliest videos that I ever made, I I knew that I should be smiling. I knew that I should be happy, look like I'm happy to the video. I knew that I should have good posture, but in the nervousness of, because it is nerve wracking being on video, especially if you're kind of a newbie, um, you forget these things and you're just trying to focus on just come through and like articulate myself well and, you, and everything else is forgotten. Uh, but when you practice these things over and over again and you just think to yourself, I need to smile, I need to smile, I need to start this take with a smile. Uh, I need to remember to use my hands. I need to, to remember to be happy to do this. You will develop muscle memory to the point where you don't have to think about these things anymore. I don't have to think when I get in front of the camera, I don't have to think about smiling. I just naturally smile. Like that's just boom. I just turn it on. And that's my on-camera uh, kind of persona, I guess. I mean, it's not like I'm not happy every other time <laughs> or anything like that. But I do smile a lot more in my videos because I know the effect it's going to have on my viewer. Yeah. And I think it, when it comes to like a couple of these body language things, I think other things fall into place. So if you do one or two, some of the other ones just naturally come into place. So don't sit there and be like, okay, I got to remember like A, B, and C, and D. Um, I think just get a couple of them and everything will naturally start happening. Yeah, for sure. The next thing that you want to be aware of um, that's going to help you be more likable on camera is matching your prospect's energy. So if you are recording a one-to-one video for a C-level executive, you're probably going to want to be a little bit more professional and buttoned up. Your approach is going to be... um, Matching exactly how that person is going to communicate. Um, Psychology 101, right? The way for someone to want to reciprocate that relationship and engage with you, you want to be on their level. Whereas if you're talking to someone who is maybe a marketing um, coordinator, there may be a little bit earlier in their career, maybe younger, more fun, not more fun, a little bit earlier in their career, um, might be a little bit more casual. Your approach and your message... um, Want, you want to match that to get their attention. So keeping that uh, aware and top of mind. Yeah. And, and match how you want them to feel. Mm, mm-hmm. This is especially big. When I work with sales teams who are, who are doing one-to-one video really well, and they're sending them with, um, with their agreements or with quotes or estimates or things like that. I'm like, 
you don't even have to say that you're super excited to send this to them, but they'll be able to tell. Mm -hmm. It just comes through like, hey, prospects, I just finished up this estimate. Uh, You're probably going to have questions when you go through. Don't hesitate to let me know. I'm really excited to work with you on this. Uh, And that type of energy, considering they're going to watch this before they even look at the estimate, could, (laughs) could help you make the deal. Uh, especially if you're concerned about them having objections of any mm-hmm. sort of cost of scope of anything like that, they're going to be much less likely to get, uh, anxious while they're looking at it. If they already see your smiling face beforehand. And people work with people they like, right? This is true. So keep that in mind. That's a huge piece. So next is being aware of your surroundings. So there's a couple different things to keep in mind that are going to make or break if someone finds your video uh, good or not, and if you're likable. So one of them is lighting. Uh, If you are in a really dim lit area and it looks like you're in some cave or basement, people are going to be really turned off. And one, you're not going to look professional. And two, it might be just weird, a little distrusting. Like, is this a legit company? Like, should I be concerned? Unless you're a cave diving company. If you're a cave diving company, we want you to shoot in caves. That'd be really cool. (laughs) That would be amazing. And also let us know about it because I want to go on a little spelling key. Yes. Hit us up at Impact FSM on Twitter. <laughs> um, the, the easiest way to fix the lighting issue is find a window in your office or find a window in your house if you work remotely and plop yourself right in front of it and record. Natural lighting is perfect. Or if that's not the case and you live someplace where it's really not that sunny, you know, have a lamp. There's a little clip on... Um, like lights that you can put on your computer that a lot of like influencers use when they're recording on, you know, their phone or on their computer, which you can use as well. So you don't have to like invest in some lighting equipment if these are these one-to-one videos. So you have solutions, but lighting is, is huge. Uh, another one is your background. So if you're working in an office, a lot of offices are, you know, open spaces now where people are walking around in the background. Um, if that is your only option, you know, that's fine, but just make sure you let the people around you know you're recording the video so no one does anything, you know, weird or absurd behind <laughs> you while you're recording. Um, but a lot of companies have little, you know, nooks or little offices you can get away to. That's always a really great way um, to record without distractions behind you. Um, if you work from home, um, it's wonderful. You can record video from home. That's totally fine. It's still professional. Just be aware if you have, you know, you work from home and you have kids in the house and they're running around behind you or, you know, pets or something like that. You just want to make sure there's no distractions or you don't have any clutter or like a messiness behind you of dishes or laundry piling up. Um, you really want to make sure that you're professional in terms of how uh, you're coming across to your recipient. Yes. In general, I heard a story recently uh, from one of our clients who was working with someone who they received a one-to-one video from and their dog like came up and, and jumped up into the frame <laughs> and, and they just let them like hang out there and they loved it. Like they loved that human element of it. And so, I mean, you can spin some of these things uh, to work for you. But being aware of what's happening, I think, is the, the larger thing here. Being aware of your lighting. Uh, understand that webcams adjust exposure mm-hmm. depending on where you're at. So if you're somewhere where the lighting may change, just keep in mind that something weird is going to happen probably while you're filming. Mm-hmm. 
And noise, I think, is one of the biggest ones. There's actually a really cool software called Crisp. Yes. K-R-I-S-P, like Crisp with a K. And it will filter out background noise really well, like really, really well. So that's an option. Fun tidbit with that because I downloaded it and at first I couldn't get it to work. Make sure that it is hooked up to whatever device you're using. So if it's Zoom, make sure that that's linked up with your Zoom or your headset for in order for it to work. Just a little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, we'll drop a link in the show notes to Crisp if you're interested in that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, really quick thing on the pets, uh, because I agree with you in that I really think that some people actually are more inclined to want to engage with somebody who has pets. You know, we have people on our team who actually strategically include them in their videos, maybe not strategically, but they include them and people love it. And it's so warm and engaging. The thing I just would be super aware of is, um, if you are a super buttoned up company, that might not be the route for you. But if you know, it's risky, it's, it really is risky, you know? So I don't want to say that, Hey, if you work in finance and you're sending out a video to, you know, someone that you're doing a pretty large deal with, if, you know, bringing your dog in, uh, might be the best bet. I'm not so sure, but use your judgment, your best judgment there. Um, the last one is your appearance, which Zach said he wanted some help on. So audience, let us know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Any other style tips at Impact FSM? I need them. No, no, no. Um, so when I say appearance, um, I am more so talking about, you know, being somewhat put together. I'm not saying that you have to dress to the nines or if you're a woman, go and get your makeup done before each video. Just just be aware of how you look. Um, and just as if you were meeting a client in person, what would you want to look like? Would you want to be a little bit more put together? Probably. Do you want to show up to the meeting in your pajamas for a first sales conversation? Probably not. Um, so just making sure you're a little bit put together is going to give off that first impression to somebody. So keep that in mind. Yeah. So for, I think there's two, two sides to this, the one-to-one -one video side and the produced video side. Mm. Because with one-to-one -one video, there's, there's only a reasonable amount of prep that you're going to want to do before you record a video. I mean, the idea is that this, these are easy to, to send out. If you're talking about produced video, one, one, one really cool thing that I learned uh, from actually a former Impact employee was she worked in news and she had a great piece of advice, which is wear something new every time you go to shoot like a, to do a video shoot because it'll make you feel more confident. And so for ladies, this might be like just a new lipstick or a new necklace or something like that. For guys, it might be a new shirt or a new belt, like whatever, whatever's going to make you feel more confident. Um, that will make you appear better because you're more confident. People who look more confident just tend to look better. Um, in terms of what you're wearing. So this is a big one here. Pat, so this is like one of the most important things. Patterns, don't wear patterns. Mm. Like stay away from checkered, pinstripe, really find patterns because cameras just kind of glitch out a little bit. And that's, that goes for one-to-one -one or produced video. And it, it's really distracting. And so those are my, only th <laughs> those are my tips about appearance. It's like who am I to give style advice? But <laughs> <laughs> No, those but, are great. Those are great. Yeah. And Oh my gosh. I love how I just had like an aha moment with the wear something new and you'll feel great. I mean, 
That is so true. It's not even funny. You just feel way more confident. So if you're scared about doing video and you're just getting started, go buy yourself some new things, some new shiny things, and you'll be a rock star in no time. Yeah. And tell the store we sent you. Maybe we'll get a little commission <laughs> on that. Exactly. <laughs> Those are it. I hope that that's helpful. I mean, we would love to hear too, if there's other things that, um, that you're nervous about, or you're thinking, well, like, I think that I'm not going to be good on camera because of X, Y, or Z, you know, let us know. But these tend to be the most common things that either people are nervous about or things that are going to turn people off in general. Um, but using these tips, you know, just a couple things at a time will definitely put you on the path towards being more likable on camera for sure. Yeah. Being likable on camera is, uh, is it comes down to just good communication and creating a distraction free environment. It's not about becoming a different person. Mm -mm. Um, one thing that doesn't have to do really well, it has to do with everything we talked about today, but it's not as uh, tangible is that you become what you think about. Mm. You, you become what you think about. So if you get on camera and you think, gosh, I look terrible on camera. I'm not good on camera. I don't want to do this. That will come through. And because you think you're not good, you won't be good. But if you approach any type of video you do, one-to-one, produce video, live streaming, whatever the, the content is, if you show up with an attitude of, I can be good at this. I can look good on camera. I'm going to do my best, then you will in turn do well. And if you don't, if you don't knock it out 10 out of 10, you'll get it on the next time, but you'll never get better. If you just always think you're bad at it, it is the biggest thing that I see holding people back. And it's the biggest thing that will take someone who says I'm not good. And all of a sudden they go, Oh, I'm, I think I might be a natural at this. It's pretty incredible, but it's a mind shift. It's a mind shift and we have to think in the positive, not in the negative. Mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. I don't want to drop this it's like a brand new mic, but I would. <laughs> well, that is it for you folks. Episode three of our podcast. We hope that you enjoyed it. And if you enjoyed it, we would love if you could share some of that love and follow us on YouTube, become a subscriber, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, and uh, share the love. You know, if you have colleagues or friends that you know that are marketing or sales professionals that could benefit from this, send it their way. Yes. We love you all. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you hit us up at Impact FSN with any questions or comments. We would love to hear from you. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday for a brand new episode of the Film School Marketers, Film School for Marketers podcast. I'd say that. <laughs> and uh, until we see you next time, keep learning. <laughs>